Hey, and welcome to Pull to Open, a Doctor Who recap podcast. This week, we're recapping Rosa by Mallory Blackman and Chris Chibnall. I'm Andy Norville. I write the webcomic, My Roommate the Internet, and publish the fantasy novella, Siren Song. With me today are Tyler Mumford. Say hi, Tyler. Hello. Hey, Tyler is a cool guy and Uber Who fan. We also have the owner of the On Geekery Etsy site, Renee Thielman. Hi. Hey. So... I mean, one thing I love about Doctor Who is they, they never or almost never play it safe. And I, I even though I was terribly nervous about this episode, I got to say, I respect them for tackling it. And I think, you know, we'll, we'll get into the weeds of all the things. I think they pulled a lot of it off. But uh, so it was another 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 episode I really liked, although, of course, I'm, I'm happy to split hairs and, and pick nits. But first, let me get your impressions on the episode, Rosa. Uh, Tyler. Well, I thought it was risque, but at the same time, I thought it was Doctor Who getting back to its roots. Oh, I mean, yeah. Doctor Who was always supposed to be a historic show. I mean, it was supposed to take you through history and, like, actually show you, like, these intense, like, historic moments. I mean, I feel like, you know, the original, um, like, producers and directors were, like, you know, clapping in their graves when they saw this. Yeah. because. This is what they originally had in mind. This is going back and seeing, like, actual yeah. history. It's almost you know, from a I, parallel. Oh, sorry. It's almost from a parallel Earth where Dalek Mania never kicked in, so they just kept doing historicals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> cool, <laughs> Renee. How about you? Um, I really liked it. I did have some pretty big issues with it. Um, not the story, not Rosa, not the characters. I just, I really did not like the villain, and I thought that it left. I thought that was the weakest point of the whole episode. Was the okay. villain. Um, but I loved all of the interactions and all the things they brought up so much. The idea of the doctor being Banksy was beyond hysterical to me. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. I loved that. that. She, when she's like, or am I? I no wonder like, they always Duh. have money. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the secret of the doctor's finances have finally been revealed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're doing in the TARDIS. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, yeah, well, okay, let's talk about the villain. I mean, I thought it was very interesting. I guess they never say explicitly, but Storm Cage, when Riversong was there, I think was the 52nd century. Yeah. It, it feels very of the moment. Like like maybe 10 years ago, we might have said like, no, nah, but the 52nd century will now be way beyond that. But it seems very much of the moment to see like, no, maybe we're always going to have that. And we're always going to maybe be at risk of sliding into that. So, but I don't know, what were, what were your issues with, uh, oh gosh, what was his name? Uh, Crasco. Crasco? Yeah. Yes, Crasco. I think, um, you know, there's always going to be assholes and assholes always find a reason. So yes. I can mm -hmm. see that as being realistic. Um, the that story works. just kind of felt to me like they really wanted to do an awesome Rosa Parks and they had all this great idea and then they were like, oh shit, we need a bad guy, like beyond the shitty bus driver. They yeah. needed a bad guy. And so they threw this guy in that was kind of threw a wrench into things. I liked that it wasn't saving Rosa, but rather yeah. saving history. Right. I really Preserving loved history. that. But I thought that he was just second fiddle. Like he didn't really need to be there except to just be an asshole. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, what do you think, uh, Tyler? Well, I mean, sure, he, he was, was definitely an asshole. an asshole. He was definitely an asshole. I would definitely not argue that. Um, I, I think, though, it's an interesting development for a character. I mean, 
it's almost the antithesis of what like you know Roddenberry had in, that, in store when he thought about Star Trek. I mean, he thought of the future; it would be gone. Like there'd be no more racism; it'd be a utopia. Yeah. And here's Doctor Who suddenly slapping in the face and saying, "Yeah, several centuries from now, they're still going to be racist." Yeah. And here's what with it with time travel capabilities. Now what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was such a smart move, though, making it not about saving Rosa, but about preserving history. Like, keeping Rosa... Yeah. It's interesting. I think they really had to keep Rosa the center of the story, even though yeah. that meant they could never get very close to Rosa. They always have to keep her at arm's length. Like, you know, I, I, right. I felt they couldn't really get too deep into Rosa because they couldn't, you know, let her know about time travel and all that stuff, you know, because that sure. would have been a weird kettle of worms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to ask. I was, I was kind of hoping for like that, like that Van Gogh moment where she like actually became aware that like you know of the oh yeah. I was kind of hoping that would happen, but you know it's like oh please just give her like a glimpse of what's going to happen like you know, fifty years from now. Yeah, I, mean, and I feel like if that, they gave her a glimpse of today, she would just cry. If she, I mean, give her a glimpse of like eight years ago. That's that's yeah. way better than now. You know? Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like there's yeah. been some inroads. We've yes. gotten better. It's, yeah. it's, it's two steps forward and then, you know, yeah. 20 steps back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think it did show like well, I thought that scene, you know, wonderfully staged with uh, Yaz and Ryan hiding from the racist cop next to the dumpster yeah. where they point out like, yeah, things have gotten better. But, you know, we ain't there yet. You know, I thought that right. was a really cool scene. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's still go- talking about griping about some of the things that have happened to her on her job in the in the present. Yeah. He's still talking about things that have happened to him and. It's still not over. Uh, and it's really interesting to see Doctor Who slapped it into our face. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. I was going to ask this later, but why don't I just put it out now? Where do you think Crasco wound up? Pure fan conjecture here. Oh, I would probably say... <sighs> I would love to say he's, like, you know, being chewed on by a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Ah, actually... But, oh, sorry. But sorry, I'm almost well this is going to be a setup for another situation with Greska. And we're going to see maybe, you know, 400 years ago, some other pivotal moment in history where he's going to try and ruin things. Oh, wow. Like he's the new meddling monk. Oh, my God. Exactly. A racist meddling monk. Exactly. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was thinking the Cretaceous, too, although I'm pretty sure uh, during the Cretaceous, Alabama was underwater. So I'm thinking he's I'm hoping he's treading water. Or would I would cool. love it if he wound up in like pre-Columbian America and got adopted by a tribe and learned what a complete you know a-hole he's been. I don't know. Maybe that's a little too dances with wolves, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. He comes as close to irredeemable, but I'd like to think anybody could. I know I've been reading about how uh, white people who are often very racist during the colonial times would sometimes get adopted into the tribe and they never left the tribe. Sorry for this weird tangent, but like apparently. They had a wonderful sense of community. So, but uh, I don't know. Failing that, let's just have him uh, treading water sixty-five million years ago. I'm happy with that too. I would love to see him in a scene like a man called horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you? Uh, do you have any special time periods you'd like to stick Crasco in, Renee? Um, I was just thinking it would be really funny if he was in like um like the Aztec or Mayan um times. Oh and- yeah. 
you know, just showed up there because I feel like they were they would have been like, oh, this is for sure a sign from the gods. We got to sacrifice him. Yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> or, or worse, worst case scenario, he becomes their deity. Oh. And, <laughs> and basically the timeline's really destroyed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then everything's screwed. <laughs> Oh man, that's true. Although it would it would explain certain of the more bloodier aspects, of, at least of the Aztecs. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So, uh, any other thoughts about how it? I I I had quibbles. Well, I had mostly a historical quibble. I mean, they, they sort of, I I can't think of a way out of it, but they, it had to be December first. It it sort of played a little fast and loose. Like, was this a plan, or did she just decide she'd had enough that day? Because I mean, I, I'm very glad it showed her as very what's the word politically. Uh, Savvy and very plugged into the politics of the time, meeting with uh, uh, Frank Gray and Martin Luther King. Right. But they'd been planning this for a while. I mean, it's a bit of a quibble, but if yeah. it hadn't happened December 1st, it's not like they would have given up. They would have just done it December 2nd. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm willing to yeah. forgive that one because what else are you going to do? No, I mean, historically, you're correct. I mean, there was a, um, a woman who stood up um, and defied the bus system months prior to Rosa Parks. And the only reason she isn't the face of, you know, segregation, civil rights is because she wasn't the type that they wanted. I mean, she, you know, she, she was underage. She was, you know, darker skin. And, you know, there was other like charges behind it. So she never became and, and there was it was all prefabricated as far as the NWCP deciding they wanted to have this moment. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, 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 when that moment happened, they, they rallied behind it. Yeah. Um, and you're right. If, if it didn't happen December 2nd, December 3rd, or December 4th, it would have happened sooner or later. Yeah. So it's not, it's, it's not that, well, I mean, I guess it's that pivotal moment. And, and you know, it's a funny thing. When I think about that scene, you know who I felt the, the most sympathy for? Graham. Yeah. I felt oh, so, yeah. Felt so Although it's such a great for, moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because... He didn't want to. You could tell he did not want to be that pivotal white guy who made Rosa Parks like have to give up a seat. Yeah. He's like, I don't. I want to get off the bus. I want to get yeah. off the bus. And it's like, oh, poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's I know. Be that I guy. know. What would Grace say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You yeah. know. How cool was He's it they made Grace like Rosa? I don't know. Could I say fangirl, fan person? Let's say they made they made Grace a fan person. That was a great way to work in exposition and to show they're not gonna. Because, you know, the, the risk is always when you're on this adventure thing, they'll forget about that person who died two episodes ago. I thought that was a very clever way to work her in and keep her memory alive. Well, yeah. I love when um, when Graham says that he wishes she was there and then Ryan says he doesn't because she would riot. And you're just yeah. like, oh, she would. <laughs> she yeah. totally would have. She would have been amazing. <laughs> oh well, that guy that stopped Ryan, he would be tough. Can you imagine? Yeah. Well, what do we think? This is our third outing with the new doctor and the crew. How do we feel the character development's coming in? I, I think uh, Ram's a standout. Ryan gets a little. I'm still wanting. I'm still wanting my Yaz moment. I, I, should we start like a Yaz watch? Because the preview made it seem like it was going to yeah. be Yaz. We got to see Yaz meeting Rosa Parks. I think it's yeah. going to go. Well, next week we get our mom. But yeah, I, I, they keep skirting. I don't know. I mean, I love the episode, but one moment I didn't like was when uh, she was mentioning she dated someone, and Ryan was like, "Oh, he was punching above his weight," and. She pretended like, oh, you almost paid me a compliment there. Like they've had this romantic yeah. <laughs> banter where they're teasing each other, which it's like. It's kind of squeezed you know? in there, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it was very much a, a tell, don't show. Like if you want to have them teasing each other, show it to me. Don't go like, hey, you know, we always engage in this weird romantic banter where you're teasing me. 
But I don't know. I'm hoping next week with them. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of hope it might. It'll, it'll come. I think they're yeah. developing pretty. They're doing it slowly, but at the same time, they are developing these characters. I mean, they're just not there, just like as exposition and comedy relief as we remember from the last season. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're building them in. They're becoming integrated parts, and they're not, you know, the quote unquote center of the universe. They're just people who have like real human issues, and I think yeah. that's refreshing. Yeah, very much. It was a great moment for Graham. Although, man, I wish he, I wish he'd gotten that fist bump. I thought he earned that fist bump the way they, uh, oh, yeah. they played. Yeah, uh, man, come on, uh, show him some Blake love. Snake. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Come on, come on, Ryan. I don't He's know, trying what? really hard. I was just gonna say with Graham, I was pretty proud of him for um, owning, well, not like owning up to being Ryan's grandfather oh, yeah. in a time where that was not okay you know yeah. also so the fact that he said it multiple times in the episode that he was like this is my grandson this is my grandson he was yeah. damn proud of it and damn yeah. proud of him despite yeah. their situation yeah. right oh. yeah uh, what do we think of ryan like i thought this this added some wonderful shading to ryan too what would you guys think i liked it um i liked him better this episode than i did the last one mm-hmm. um until he, you know, got out the weapon and shot um, yeah. him back. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I really liked that side of him that we were seeing where he was very, he was contemplating how things had changed and talking about, you know, how he felt about things. And then he had to go and get a gun and, and take the bad yeah. guy out. And I'm yeah. just like, come on, dude. Yeah. It's sort of counter to the personality they're trying to develop. I mean, yeah. I guess he is supposed to be a young, rash kid. And that's where it's coming from. But at the same time, it's like, well, he's, you know, showing these moments where he's self-aware and has a, um, like, is thinking deeply about the things that are going around. But I'm still going to pull out a gun. Yeah. 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 That, that, well, that was a little tone deaf. Yeah. yeah I well, agree with you there. Plus, it went against, I think, one of my favorite moments of his is when he says, you know, when they're talking about how racism hasn't gone away, that even in his time, he's not allowed yeah. to get mad. You know, if he gets mad. He gives he gives them an excuse, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, and I know one of the like things you want to see from the companions is you know relaying the human condition and showing it in different like you know time and space situations. But at the same time, it's like, come on, show that he can like be his best at this point, not yeah. Yeah. Show the show the worst. I mean, you know, sometimes you do want to like you to be realistic. You have to show that there's some bad with good. Yeah. But come on, you just had this, like, gleaning moment. It's like, and then it's just, well, you know, forget all that I just did. I, I, I you know, I, I do know I, I said something very poignant and self-aware, but I am going to pull out a gun and shoot somebody. It's- yeah. Well, plus, yeah. I, I mean, not to diminish that, also just the, the logistics of it was very weird. Like, there was that wonderful moment where the doctor's like, well, I don't want you to use this weapon, but here, let me take a few seconds to show you how to use it. And yeah. Then, Oh my God! And then uh, probably the, the the weirdest moment, like they need somebody to go round up the white people to make sure they get on the bus, and you're gonna send the guy <laughs> who can get killed if yeah. any of those passengers who are pretty damn racist take it the wrong way. Yeah, that seemed sure. a little. Yeah, that was a short send thought. Graham, for God's sakes, they're not gonna yeah. you know they're not gonna slap him at least. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, they must have wanted that confrontation so bad because they they made some pretty weird logical leaps to get us there, you know? Well, obviously, the, the logical solution is the doctor has to travel with more white people so that they have more white people to do these things. <laughs> Come on. You got Wait, we have to have a white person white on the guy. bus. We have to have a white person running around. We need more white people. That's that's the bottom line. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what the British show needs. Yes. Yeah. Britain, it's just it's just not white enough. There you go. Hey, speak, speaking of speaking of white people, uh, I, I, I no just one note I made about like cinematography is oh, yeah. incredible on this on the show. And one of the things I noticed in the credits was this was shot in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, amazing. That. Like the budget is so much like, you know, so much more on point. And going back to cinematography, I, I, I'm just like, I, I'm thrilled to see that like people of color look better in Doctor Who than they ever have in previous episodes. And when I say that, I mean literally. Like, people people of color did not look that good in in Doctor Who. It wasn't like they oh, wow. like shot thinking about people of color looking good on camera. I mean, like yeah. you know, if you take well, the, makes... the light away, we, we it's hard to see us. Yeah. So, it's you know lighting is important and it's like they've actually like thought about that a lot better i mean yasmin looks incredible ryan looks um, incredible they look like you can see them emote a lot better than you have in previous episodes of doctor who i mean um even like the previous season bill was um was filmed pretty well um but she was a lighter tone mm -hmm. and now that you have ryan who's a much darker complexion he actually looked like they're actually doing him justice in the filming and in the lighting. I mean, it's actually, it's a small quibble, but I just wanted to point that out, that they're really taking the time to think this through. And mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm thrilled that they're doing it. It's like, you can see that the quality has gone so much better. Like, Chimno's just taking it in such a, he's, he's doing what, he's doing right with the money, is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, it was, it was beautifully shot. Yeah, I loved how it opened on a shot of the American flag too. You know, way to oh yes, that was so. Out, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder Smartly if it was done. true that she had Smart had problems done. with this this bus driver Blake guy before. I mean, on the one yeah. hand, I totally believe it. On the other hand, I'm sure he was not the only hostile bus driver in Montgomery, Alabama back then. <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, how do we feel about the guest cast? Like, I think they did a really good job, but it's just a shame that, like, how should I put it? Like, we definitely got the the textbook seen at a distance vision of them as opposed to a real. They didn't get much interiority, which is a shame, but I think it's sort of part of a limitation of the way the story was told. But let me open it up to you guys. What do you think of the, the guest cast? Go ahead, Tyler. Um, well, you know, the I, I really did like to hate the bus driver. Yeah, I think I think he did his part incredibly well. Um, as far as like, you know, bad British accents, um, there was only one time where I saw like a, a chink in the armor. Where oh wow, you know, where? Uh, the when Ryan was slapped by that first um, first guy. Yeah, yeah. When he turned around and he just had this like really bad Southern accent, you could oh. tell he was just like. So you need to not touch my wife. You you always expect him to say you must stay thirty meters away or something, like that, you know, because he sounded like he was trying his hardest to yeah. 
you have a southern accent. It was like, oh, come on, man. You no, no, it's, you're not pulling it off. I, I I'm sure. I can well, see that, like, so a... Shakespearean thespian right there trying his best, but no, it wasn't working out. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, yeah, Doctor Who is at a spotty history with American accents, to be sure. I I thought this one did a lot better than most, which is which is tough because when it's Southern American accents, there's that extra temptation to like just lay it on a little too thick, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is not a KFC ad. You, you yeah. really should just tone it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it can very easily get a little gone with the wind and just be so over the top that yeah. you know. Yeah, overall, it, it, I did it, love. I did love that moment because they didn't like pussyfoot around the races. No, like, no. The second he gets slapped. Oh, I mean, yeah, you know, not a good moment for Ryan, but I love that they, you know, actually, but they didn't dance around it. They cut right to it, you know. Yeah. Well, like, talking about the cinematography, I loved how they would like slow down things and just made a lot of those moments feel really heavy. Yeah. You, know, you actually really felt it rather than it being something quick and and moving on like when the guy was um the bus driver was yelling at her and it was just like right in his face and you were just like you felt like he was yelling at you and you were just like don't get up yeah yeah oh gosh you know i know it i i oh, yeah resonated in my heart when i saw that i said oh my gosh i just i wish i was there just to say back off you know just yeah Oof. leave that woman alone you jerk yeah it was an interesting fake out too because you go in thinking it's the moment you know right and then, yeah. then we find out like Nope, she actually had to put up with what twelve years of that that crap before, before yep. finally they were organized and ready to take it on. Cool, cool. I think Ryan, uh, that moment when Ryan said, you know, the people who put up with it their whole life, a few hours isn't going to hurt us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my great. That was a great moment. They could have, they could have just chilled in the TARDIS, but they're like, nope. If if, yeah. if Rosa can live with this, we can put up with it for a couple hours. That was a mm-hmm. great, great yeah. moment. God. Yeah, I'm trying to think because uh, one of the things I do is is uh, favorite moment, least favorite moment. I, I can't decide. Let me let me just let me just throw this hot potato over to you guys. Do you guys have a favorite moment from the episode? Favorite moment. Oh man, I, I think I mean, for me the favorite my favorite moment was um, at the, at the very end. You know, no, actually, um, you know, the TARDIS crew on the bus watching this unfold right in front of them and no one being able to like move away or you know they yeah you know this didn't turn into like you know your normal doctor moment where it's like okay well we've done our job let's get out of here no they had to walk through the whole thing and see it step by step unfold in front of them and there's there's nothing they could do to change it stop it it's this is the way it has to happen yeah no no ifs ands or buts and i thought that was done very well I, yeah, I think that comment. that's so you're so right on with that especially with coming from Doctor Who Yeah, the Doctor always wants to you know right the wrong and, and fix it and she yeah. just knew that she couldn't and you could just see it on her face on mm-hmm. all of their faces they wanted mm-hmm. so badly to, to stop it and they yeah. couldn't just having to watch them sit there and, and suffer through Watching this woman go through this indignity it was mm-hmm. heartbreaking. Yeah, and, and again, I, I gotta say it again. Poor Graham. Poor Graham. I mean, oh, yeah. He, and, and when he's that awkward look on his face, like I'm in this. I'm a part yeah. of. I, uh, oh man. Yeah. I, I was like, oh come on, man. Here, just come on over here. You're not just in it, but you know, I'm the reason. You know, I'm yeah. the reason she, she's gonna yeah. be arrested. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Very good. 
I know. What, do, what would you say for least favorite moment? I you know, it's hard to pick a least favorite. I mean, it was a really well done scene. I I, I do have to um, agree with Renee about the the villain. Like initially, he does seem like a, a weak villain, but I I think my my weakest part of the whole uh, episode was the very beginning. Um, I mean, it was almost like they said, "Hey, we're we're just going to shoehorn." some science in real quick so we can get it all started. Yeah. And I was like, oh, energy, we have to go over here. And it was just like, boop, we're here. I mean, it it, it was it was like, well, let's just get this story started. Here, here's a problem. We're we're landing here. This is why. Just go with it. Yeah. And it seemed to me like they, they could have done a little bit more with that um, aspect of the story. But aside from that, it's like, all right, we're here. Now let's get started. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it was they had to address, hopefully after next week, there'll be actual voluntary companions, but they have to at least address the, uh, the you know, that she's trying to get them back to Sheffield, you know? And she's right. getting closer. She's getting, you know. Getting close, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I would have loved to hear what some of those other, some of those other less close ones were. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, well, we're on Mars. <laughs> we're close. Yeah. We're in the solar system. Solar system, yeah, yeah. Like how many? Don't drink oh, water. We're, we're, we're just one galaxy over. Okay, now it's the same galaxy. Now it's the solar system. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how this has embraced some classic Who things that got dropped. Like one, the now now she can't fly quite as well as she used to, which is very much an, an old Doctor thing. And yep. uh, two, I I think although correct me if I'm wrong, it, it was very much Tom Baker's thing that he would love to name drop historical figures, and and we're back with that with. With both Banksy, but also Elvis yeah. and Frank and the contraband mobile phone, which uh, yeah. I love that, you know, I love just through some timey-wimey thing. If you have a mobile phone in the 50s, you get coverage somehow, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Christian, how would the 50s know? There could there could be great Wi-Fi in the 1950s. We don't know. Yeah. Well, some alien race set it up. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't the human race. Yeah. Maybe it's always been there. Yes. Sure. And put and place somebody, someone else uh, from some other, some other civilization. Do make sure that we always had Wi-Fi, yeah. and maybe like you know Verizon and T-Mobile just appropriated it. We don't know. Yeah, well, the aliens could have had it because you know you want good Wi-Fi if you're on like some some like backwater planet. You know, you at least want to you know. Well, our latest fear is yeah, we've always had Wi-Fi. It's always been there. It's been there since like you know. Uh, the Crustaceous period, and, you know, the towers have just been put there by Verizon and T-Mobile just so they can take credit for it. But in reality, it's always been there. <laughs> Seems legit. Or maybe it was, um, who, yeah, what was exactly. the race, the Madame Vostra's race? The, oh, the Silurians. Oh, the Silurians, yeah. yeah. Or Homo reptilia, more accurately, but yeah. Right. Yeah, the Silurians and the Sea Devils, they probably set it up originally and you know, they've been having great Wi-Fi for years, and we could have just, you know, retrofitted these little handheld devices so it picks up that signal. And there you have down their bandwidth. First, did AT&T go in there and make it, like, really yeah. shitty so you need to pay them extra? <laughs> like, it could be free for everyone. And that's why we will have the next Silurian War, because we keep eating up their bandwidth. I would go to war for someone eating up my bandwidth. Oh, yeah. That's what I said, and I mean it. <laughs> well, Although, if the Solarians have access to our browser history, I'm pretty sure they could just blackmail us into surrendering. Oh, gosh. Well, maybe they're the Russians. Maybe they're the Russians. That, I don't think they're that either. That's, that's who's been trolling Facebook, the Solarians. <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, that sucks because I kind of like them up until now. But, you know, that that's, yeah. Anyways, uh, closing thoughts on Rosa before we move on to wild, unfounded conjecture. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, great story, great show. Uh, I can't wait to see uh, the TARDIS crew get developed even further. Yep, yep. How are you, Renee? I can't wait to see them become willing participants. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I look well, forward be- to when they have a choice. Um, but I, I did really like this episode. I loved seeing the historical episode. Um, not everything has to be in the future or in yeah. you know far out space. Um, yes. Being here is yeah. always cool you know but um it was such I'd a like dicey to see some subject. better bad guys coming up mm-hmm. yeah i mean it was such a tough subject to do and it could have so easily gone so wrong so yes. kudos yeah. to them for trying and and quibbles aside i think i think they nailed it which which you know i think they did. yeah yep so next week we've got arachnids in the uk i want yes. one thing i want chris noth eaten by a giant spider and it looks like i'm getting my wish oh, all <laughs> right yeah. I'm going to have a hard time with that next week. Uh, Wait, okay. Renee's making barfy noises. I'm not sure if that's Chris Noth or the Spiders. <laughs> I, mean, I like him as an actor. I just, I always hated Mr. Big on Sex and the City. I thought he was a joke, <laughs> a bad boyfriend, completely wrong for Carrie. I mean, well, he played him well. Well, now you're going to get your wish. You will see him eaten by giant spiders. Yeah. Yes, yes. You can be rooting for that. Cool. I think I, I, somewhere you're going to be cheering when you see him in the giant cocoon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the getting desiccated as his insides are liquefied. Ah, good times. <laughs> well, I love like he's also their big American guest star, and it's like, so what are you going to have me do? Well, yeah. well, get down, Chris. <laughs> uh, do you have arachnophobia? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to play out and scream yeah. really well. Awesome. Yeah. You're going to get real method here, Chris. <laughs> What um, do you? I was wondering about this arachnid thing. Um, what yes. was the arachnid race that the tenth doctor dealt with? Oh, oh, is that was in three? There's also the the third the doctor. Third doctor, yes, from Metabilis. Spiders on uh, Metalibus. I think they were just called giant spiders. The arachnos yeah, was it for, for Runaway Bride? Yeah, it was like the giant. Like lady spider. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah. I was actually when I saw the spiders in the previews, I I immediately went to the third doctor. Yes. Yeah, sure. The spiders <laughs> from Metalis. Yeah. I Which, am. I'm not afraid to admit that I kind of um, shielded my eyes and was like, Ugh! and and didn't and didn't inspect it closely. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna love next week's episode. <laughs> no, oh so yeah. Excited. At all. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to Skype in from behind the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> Which again That's is like something Dr. Doctor Doom was meant to be. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. I, I wonder if they're gonna make I probably I don't know if they're gonna do an arachnos, but I'd love at less at least a Metalibus three or family Mata Spiders from Mars reference. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Oh yeah, we gotta have a David Bowie reference. I, I yes. agree it yeah. should be a David yeah. Bowie reference. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know the doctor met David Bowie, you know, because... Uh, of course, of yeah. course. That would the definitely of, be a party I would want to go to. Yeah. yeah, Ziggy Stardust definitely drew some inspiration from the doctor. I think that's just... Uh, uh, that If that's not canon, it is, it is about to be. Yeah. Well, the doctor mentioned Stevie Wonder in concert, so, you know, d- d- David Bowie, of course. Yeah. yeah. Doctor has good taste in music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Aladdin I would love to hear what's on the doctor's iPod. 
Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. Anyway, so that'll be next week. Arachnids in the UK will be there. Thanks for listening. Check out our other podcasts on iTunes and all podcast apps and check out the site, thegrandgeekgathering.com for articles, videos, and more. You can stay updated uh, from our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So come and join the gathering. Have a great week and GGG.